What's up, everybody? It's Brad and Andrew from Auto Off Topic. The coloring contest is back and now much improved thanks to super listener Frank Eck. The contest is simple. Complete one of the pages of the coloring book found on our Facebook page or the Auto Off Topic coloring contest Facebook page in any of two mediums, digital using any computer program or analog, be it colored pencil, marker, crayon, watercolor, however you choose. One entry counted per medium per person. Each individual can have a total of two entries, one per format. There will also be two age groups, age 15 and below and ages 16 on up. Links to the coloring book pages can be found on our Facebook page and the Facebook page for the coloring contest. Electronic entries, including scanned entries, can be sent to us via email, autooftopicpodcast at gmail.com. Paper copies can be sent by snail mail to autooftopicpodcast contest, 83 Lakeshore Drive, Georgetown, Massachusetts, 01833. Note, all hard copies received will not be returned, period. The contest runs through November 30th. The companies and owners groups donating prizes are Mitsubishi Motors North America, Adventure Driven Design, Forced Performance, Palladian Trucks, Northeast Mitsubishi 4x4, Mitsubishi Montero Owners Group of the USA, Florida Mitsubishi 4x4, and Mitsu Nation Facebook Group. Please enjoy this free contest, and don't forget, entries must be postmarked by November 30th, 2017. Good luck. Where'd it come from? It's a Hot Wheels car. Your parents' basement? No, no, I bought it at the store. The current Hot Wheels car. What, oh. 2016? Yeah, but it's called like the... 17. <laughs> yeah, but it's not called like alcohol thing, right? What is it called? No, it's uh, the soda pop, I think is the name of it. Yeah. Oh. The, car- the carbonator. Carbon- yeah, duh, that yeah. makes sense. The carbonator. Yeah, it's designed for soda. It's uh, so cute. Yeah, they have another one that's very similar. All those, but all those pop-off soda bottles they have. They have another one that's very similar, but it's a 10 millimeter... Um, open socket on the end of it. Are those... Oh, I want that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> to find that one. That's called the tool again or something they call it. Oh, all right. Yeah. To find that one. Not snap-on sanctioned. No, it's not a snap-on thing. It's straight <laughs> Hot Wheels. I think I think we're recording, guys. Yeah. I think Andrew, Andrew slightly pushed the button. Snuck it in there. Snuck it in there. Welcome to episode 57 of Auto Off Topic. And we have... Stephanie's was sort of on before... She was. She sat in the back seat of the WRX when you yeah. bought it. And you went for a drive that night. Yeah. But now... She piped up a few times, made a few comments. So officially, 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 our first female guest. Woo, woo. Yeah. And it <laughs> happens to be your... It's my wife. Yes. It was real easy to book her because yeah. she's she already at the same venue. Yeah. In fact, she's here every time. She's just <laughs> in a different part of the house usually. Yeah. Usually hanging out with Cuddle Buddy Enzo. When he doesn't make his podcast cameos. Yes. Which but he's, he's down, down here, too. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the whole family and Brad. Yep. <laughs> so. Um, funny thing is, though, is last time we had her as any kind of an element on the show was because we were driving around in your recently purchased WRX. Yeah. Why do we have her on the show today? Other than the fact that she's awesome and your wife, obviously. <laughs> yes. Well, Stephanie just picked up her 2018 Crosstrek tonight. Yep. And why are we all of a sudden on a Subaru kick? Because <laughs> we're changing this to a Subaru podcast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, it's never officially been a Mitsubishi podcast. It's no. just been a podcast of Mitsubishi apologists. That's right. And we're still Mitsubishi apologists because somehow in this uh, gaming of Subarus, we haven't lost any Mitsubishis. 
No, not yet. So it's okay. <laughs> Montero's still for sale, but yeah, it's it's okay. We haven't we haven't gone that far off the rails. But really, and I don't have a Subaru. No, so everyone makes crossovers now, and we thought this was the best looking one. It's all drive and it's a six speed manual, which mm-hmm. is pretty sweet. So I don't think there was a lot of crossovers. Crossovers. I almost said cross track. Crossovers. There, there's get. not a lot of cross tracks that you can get that aren't cross tracks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a lot of crossovers you get that are manual and all wheel drive. No, a lot of the ones have a manual option for the front wheel drive only, which mm-hmm. you guys probably at least looked at Outlanders or no, nope. or, or, or you knew it wasn't an option, so you never. I don't even, like the way they look. Yeah, the um, new ones. Originally, we were going down the Ford Focus ST route yep. because I wanted to drive fast and all of that good stuff, but. Um, they didn't have any. Apparently, they just don't make enough of those cars, or people don't want them. I'm not really sure which, but... Are they discontinuing it this year? Uh, After 2018. Know. And then okay. when we tried to buy one last fall, it was like, uh, we don't have any. We'll have to find one. And then, like, for some reason, the dealership never called us back, which is odd for a dealership. It's mm-hmm. like, never hunt you down to, like, try to sell you a car. And they must not have had any at all then. So, it was weird. But so, whatever. What what, uh, what color cross track did we go with, Stephanie? It is called... Like Put you on a spot. It's cool gray, cool gray khaki. khaki, which doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, it looks but... like a Tupperware container over there, actually. <laughs> it, like a Tupperware blue. Yeah. Well, <laughs> since the guests at home can't see it, um, it's basically just a dusty blue, and it's not metallic. It's just like a flat, plain old color, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's a pretty sweet color, actually. Yeah. It's like a. Like a robin's egg blue, but a little more gray. Yeah, yeah. more muted too. Yeah. Not as bright. Yeah, no. I originally wanted orange, but uh, <clears throat> I got, veto. I got overruled. Yeah, veto by the person who's going to be driving it every day. Yeah. Good job, Stephanie. And purchasing it. Thank you very the, much. The blue is definitely better than the orange. That's right. And both the blue and the orange <clears throat> are better than the green that is offered in our New for twenty eighteen color. The blue is yes. yes. Oh, so you'll be the only one around for a day or two. Yeah. It Total. does, however, have orange stitching on the seats, so that gets Andrew's they, orange fix taken care of. They all do, subtle, which though. is weird. Yeah, it's pretty subtle. It's though. almost red. Yes. Well, I feel that orange is like the go-to color for the Crosstrek. Like all the promotional ads and stuff when it first came out yeah. always showed the orange one. So I feel like it's kind of like the unofficial. I'm glad you didn't buy an orange one in October because the pumpkin no. comments would be <laughs> like... like I'm going to take my pumpkin, call it a little pumpkin. I'm going to take Ugh. the little pumpkin down and get my Ugh. pumpkin spice coffee. Ew. <laughs> You're so basic, Brad. No, no, I'm not saying I would do that. That's what you would have to do if you want an orange <laughs> one in September. I clearly wouldn't do that. I do unashamedly drink pumpkin spice coffee, though. Mm. So I had a pumpkin coffee this morning. Excellent. So we're both basic. Well, we did have to wait a while, so you are correct. We actually did start the process in September, but... It came straight off the boat from Japan. Um, it was on its way in. Lucky it was on its way, and they had a manual coming in, so we didn't have to order anything, do a dealer swap, or any of those oh, annoying things. they happened to have a manual coming in? In that yes. color. Oh, that's cool. Because it yeah. doesn't seem like a common vehicle to order. To they didn't manual. have any manuals. Yeah. They, he, he's like, we sell them every now and then. People still buy manuals, but... Yeah, well, it's the kind of car somebody would buy the manual, because yeah. it's a very utilitarian mm-hmm. kind of vehicle. Actually, what I like about it compared to the other crossovers is that it doesn't hide itself under a different sheet metal. Like, it's literally just an Impreza with fender flares and a little bit more ride. And a lift, yeah. yeah. Some so, better suspension, I think they mentioned, but... 
Well, yeah, it, it has it Overall. has other things. Yeah. But I'm just saying, as far as the styling goes, yep. they don't try to pretend it's a totally different vehicle. They're just like, no, this is an Impreza. Just jacked That's up. been lifted <laughs> and has, like, these little, these little, like, not even flares, I shouldn't say. They're more like uh, quarter panel and fender trim. Yeah, just the gray, black trim that, yep. I mean, it's got the machine black wheels, eh, but whatever. Yeah, wheels can be changed. It's, right. it's pretty common right now. It's a pretty sweet off-road wheels eventually. I mean... It's neat, though, that it comes with the... <laughs> whatever you guys want to do. It's neat that it comes with the six-speed, though. No, it is cool that it's an all-wheel drive six-speed because it's just an Impreza. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. But and... no, I, I like it. I haven't had a chance to drive it yet, obviously, because it has 17 miles on it, and I'm not paying for it, so I won't get that opportunity um, for a little while, but... Just sitting in it, it just it doesn't feel like a crossover. It feels like a car. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Well, it doesn't have that cut-down rear hatch. That doesn't make any sense to me. The sloped one, like the Prius-style hatch? Yeah, or the CHR? The, whatever, the Toyota and the I don't know Honda. what the Toyota and the Honda are HRV? called. HRV? HRV is the Honda. And, and the, the CH... It's like a CHR is the Toyota. I saw one on the road, and it was really ugly. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, every Toyota is really ugly now. <laughs> oh, that's just a, That's true. The styling language they've gone with is but very unfortunate. Anyway, enough of... But no, the cut-down the cut hatch, I know what you're talking about, though. It doesn't lose that storage space from having a very angled, you know, 45-degree sloping hatch on it. So yeah. you have full storage, full cubic feet of storage up to the back window. Exactly. Which is nice. So, yeah, it's a nice car. I am a fan of it, Stephanie. Congratulations. Thanks. Andrew, congratulations as well. I did nothing. So you get to <laughs> ride the passenger. I nice just showed up and looked cool. The uh, says so he says <laughs> the clutch is um it's right is really nice too it literally drives as though it's an automatic basically but just much more interesting oh the the gear indicator on the cluster was weird well did your SDI have that too no it did not no, it had a shift light okay I feel beep. like I've driven something recently that had a gear indicator on the cluster but it's cool in the subaru because of that rally heritage mm. like all i could think of was the you know the giant gear indicator you see on the wrc cars yeah well like i drove it and then i put it in second gear and i was like why is that why did that number pop up on the dash and yeah. then i went to third and it changed i was like oh okay i get it yeah no it's very cool it's handy because sometimes uh, i'll honestly sometimes i'm driving and i'm like wait am i in fifth or fourth or third <laughs> Um, I don't do that if I've been driving the same car for a long time, but a lot of times if I'm driving like a different car, it'd be nice to have that in the dashboard. Like if I go from driving my Camaro to a five speed <laughs> to realize that I'm only in fourth gear, I still have another one to go. Ah. Whereas cause you know, top gear and like the yeah. Colt of the Camaro was four and then top gear. If I was driving your Subaru would be six. Yeah. So I wouldn't be getting very good gas mileage. Cause I'd be cruising down the highway in fourth gear. Like that was really slow. Yeah. Like every time I went to drive Andrew's Evo, I'm like, oh yeah, there's six. Nope. No, there are five in his Evocas. Yes. Yeah, the poor boy Evo. And it was. I don't know why they didn't put a six speed in the Evo ten. It, it really was, needed it. Yeah. It, was, it sounded like it had another gear left in it, but it was at the poor boy Evo. It's a little thirty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. And actually, they only offered the five speed, right? Because the six speed yeah. was the DCT, right? Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. dumb. But the SDI had a six speed when I had that. It did. But my Evo had a five speed too. I had and then the MR got a six-speed. Right. It's weird. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Anyway, so congratulations. New car. Life is good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So now that you have a new car, do you have any project car updates to go over with us? Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. I mean, nothing's going to break. Cross my fingers. If it does, it's, it's a problem. It's a warranty. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. warranty. 
Yeah, Punch card updates. They, I had the warranty fix it. <laughs> yeah, there won't be any actual like, unless we're doing like changing the wheels and tires. Yes. for the winter. That's essentially, summer. it for right now. Or uh, putting in an accessory sun visor. I was like, windows. hey Andrew, maybe someday we can throw a turbo on here. He's like, ah. nope, we're not going to ever do that. <laughs> no, no. It's maybe pretty, someday you could buy another car with a turbo in it. It's is, pretty peppy as it is. It's it's good enough. Well, the six the speed done. really helps. Yeah, it makes, makes it you feel, feel a lot more sporty. Slow car fast, as they say. They do say that. Yeah, we said that once or twice. <laughs> this girl listens. I'm on. Uh, I'm on a window tinting kit. I'll probably I'll probably tint the front windows. Well, yeah, you should tint the windows because that'll be Andrew's nice. just gonna start tinting windows in his spare time. Let's Maybe. Front. I mean, hey, it's money. <laughs> free window tinting. Free. Not what free. are you doing? Free. This is gonna be free. There's going to be a charge incurred here, people. Uh, anyway, so she has no project car updates because she's been lazy, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What do you have for project car updates, Andrew? Uh, the cam gear is in for the Montero and all the timing belt, timing belt parts for the weekend. So I'm going to take that apart. Okay. What day are you planning on doing that? Probably going to take it apart tomorrow and then put it back together, hopefully Saturday. Tomorrow's not a weekend. Yeah. I'll work on it tomorrow night. Okay. I gotcha. Thursday night, car repair night. Yes. Yes. Possibly for me tonight. We can talk about that off air, obviously. Yeah. Well, it's also uh, in this area, the Halloween capital of the world, you have to drive through to get to my house, my where the garage is. So yeah, it's kind of a pain. Yeah. Kind of on the outskirts of Salem, so that'll be okay. So anyway. I don't have anything to work on tomorrow night myself, per se, unless we're doing the brakes in my truck, which I think we're not doing that way. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I do still have the valve seals to go in the Raider just because it might be a losing battle, but it'll be a good project to do mm-hmm. just to get the experience under our belt or my belt. And hopefully it fixes something. Yep. So I still have to do that. But we don't have any other project cars going on right now. Oh, so. Uh, I've been trying to sell cars on Craigslist. Right, your horrible car salesman. We've learned <laughs> terrible. A couple of months. Just, uh, trying to sell the Montero. Yep. But uh, we put Stephanie's old Outback up, or yes. I did yep. last night. The what, the one that you've had for how many years? You drove Almost that car? 10. since two thousand nine. So it was a really good deal of a car you bought in two thousand nine. Oh, we should talk about that car because it, it was, was an eight hundred dollar car. It was. Well, we don't want to tell people trying to buy it that we're trying to sell it from when we paid for it ten years ago. <laughs> $200 more than we paid for it. Yeah, and a lot of work is kind of doing yeah. it. Yes. Um, it was a neglected car. Like I'm pretty sure those are the original owners. So they were next to my grandmother's house when we were cleaning it out after she had passed away. And my dad asked them why that car was just sitting in the driveway because he'd been cleaning out for a couple months. And the lady's like, I'm going to turn it in for cash for clunkers. <laughs> And we're like, you can't because it doesn't get poor gas mileage. Yeah. And then he's like, well, what do you want for it? And like a day later, she was like, $800. <coughs> and we were like up in New Hampshire or something. And my dad calls me up. He's like, since she wants $800, I go, tell her you want it. Yeah, because well, at the time, it was 2009. The car was what, a 2000? It was 2000. like a $7,000 car, yeah. I think, when I yeah. did the insurance. Yeah, yeah it's way, worth way more than $800. Yeah. And that was on the low end, <laughs> Yeah, if I remember correctly. It was just, but it was just like destroyed. On the inside, mostly. Well, eh, outside, too. <laughs> well, the inside, those well, they worked for like a farm co-op, right? Uh, Something. They, I don't know. Or they just let their children gnaw at the seats and the... It looked like a dog had a nod at the armrest. I don't know. It's still like this. I never replaced it. So 
and whatever. Oh, you cleaned the interior. I cleaned up, so it. It's yeah. super really clean. clean yeah. yeah. It's fine. But it needed like uh tune up and just all the maintenance brakes. If stuff I remember like that. correctly, she said someone told her it needed a catalytic converter. Oh, that's right. And so she just parked it because that would have been too much money to fix it. It was like $2,000 for factory cat. Right? right. So she's like, nope. So we went to like AutoZone and they had an aftermarket cat for like 300 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that worked for like a lot of years and then it rotted away and I got another one and it's been fine. (laughs) Yeah. So what else did we do with that car to make it drivable? That was the exhaust you did, the brakes you did, you cleaned the crap out of it. Oh, but here's the best part. I, we, to get it home, it was like two miles from my parents' house. Oh yeah. We were young and dumb. And we borrowed, no, I was with my dad. We borrowed a, a dealer plate from the place I used to work at. They were cool with that. So I threw a dealer plate on it. It wouldn't start because the battery was toast, so we put the jump pack in there and just let it run off the jump pack. Correct. But the hood didn't quite latch, and I was like, whatever, I'm not going very far or fast. Right. And I literally got a quarter of a mile from the house, and I was doing about 30 miles an hour. I could see... Which is apparently too fast. I could see the hood start to ripple, and I think the wind picked up, and as soon as I hit the brakes to slow down, the hood flipped up and smashed the windshield. <laughs> and of course, there was no insurance or anything yet. Because no. you were driving it on dealer plates. No. Yeah. Nothing you could do about it. And you buy be- a windshield for and it. the best part is our our neighbor, who was a police officer in Salem, was driving by and like watched it. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yeah. That's fine. He's like, you guys all right? We're like, yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, just, just get out of here. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Keep moving. Which was legal. You had dealer plates, so it's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's really funny. I do remember that, actually. Your father was pretty upset about that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the hood's got a little dings in it. But it yeah. I mean, it already had, like, kayak dents or something. Oh, on the both fenders, it's got dents from Just kayak like... sliding off the roof and hitting the fenders. Excellent. I'm not going to actually try to put these on the car. I'm just going to let them slide right off. Yeah, well, some people do that. They just don't care. So, But, yeah, no, it does have the two corners of the hood are curled up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. And the cheap car. Now it's got the typical quarter panel rot, but... Whatever. Yeah. It cheap, runs and drives. Cheap old super. It runs really good and drives because the head head gaskets were done, tying belt was done, mm-hmm. water pump was done. AC works. Mm-hmm. AC works. Everything done in the car all in the past year. So, uh, a couple, like, two like 2015, yeah. Yeah. But still, if somebody wants a $1,200 car, it's a pretty good car. With yeah. a super sweet headliner. Yeah, we put a custom Argyle headliner in it. Not only is it Argyle, what color is the Argyle? Well, it's pink, which wasn't my first choice. I would have much preferred something like purple or green or whatever. The car itself is purple, so that would have been preferable. But it's more like it's more like a plum. It's what the it's what the fabric store had, so yeah. that's what got put in it because the headliner was also disgusting, and yep. we no, decided to just cover it over. That was so long ago. That was like two thousand twenty ten. Ten, yeah, I remember yeah. doing that actually. Actually, yep. it was October. Yeah, we did that instead of going to a Halloween party. Excellent. Yeah. It was a while ago. I don't remember whose Halloween party that was, but excellent. I don't remember either. So I remember because I was there too, so I was probably going to the <laughs> Halloween party. So I put it up on Craigslist last night, and then I put it up at like 9 o'clock, and then within an hour, I got an email. I was like, all right, cool. So this is definitely a scam. Oh, 100%. Like 100% a scam. I don't understand why they do it, though. I don't either, but uh, maybe they pay this person a commission. So, first of all, the language was kind of weird and vague, and I was like, eh, that's okay, but it's kind of weird. And I have the email. I'm just going to read the email. So, it's, hello, hope you're doing well. I'm quite interested in your vehicle and would like to schedule an appointment this week. Will you be available? 
please get back to me as soon as you can. Best wishes. Yeah. Best best wishes is automatic delete. But the <laughs> the just the language I'm quite interested in your vehicle. Like you didn't even say what it was. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a form email he yeah. has set to set up to all the Craigslist people. Yeah, but there's no maybe if you start talking to him he tries to sell you something? Yeah. So I replied. I was like, sure. Oh, you did reply. Yeah, I didn't know you replied. <laughs> okay. And then it says, Hi, do you have a report that I can take a peek at? What kind of report, yeah. guy? <laughs> if you don't have it already, then you can acquire it from here as well. And it gives a uh, email address, which I'm not going to give out. Right. Uh, to some sort of like like VIN reporting thing. Okay. So uh, that's where it comes from. It says, is it, is it greatly cheaper than Carfax and will save you about 20 bucks? I'm I'm dealing on Craigslist for the very first time, so simply want to be certain that everything is good with the vehicle before I construct my final verdict. Oh, verdict! Eh? I, I assume you co- you comprehend my concerns. Thank you. So it's clearly I comprehend your concerns. Yeah. So it's clearly so it's somebody who, who translated whatever language he speaks into yeah. English and used yeah. these words that don't make sense in so the context. They just want me to go to this website and pay for a VIN report, and then they'll never look at the car right. ever. Yeah. So obviously, it's that's where the scam is. It's yeah. So if you get this and you're selling a car on Craigslist, don't do it. I feel and and the other thing too, it's on the sell if. If the seller wants a VIN report, they can buy a VIN report, as far as I'm concerned. I feel like most of our listeners wouldn't reply to that. No. I feel like I, I'm going to give our listener base some credit Well, here. the first one seemed legit. I was a little sleepy last night. I was yeah, like, all I right. I wouldn't have responded to the first one, to no? be honest with you. Okay. But I've sold a lot more cars than Craigslist <laughs> than you have, and I can pick out a response pretty quickly. But I like to know what the verdict is. Uh, yeah. Is your super guilty, or is it innocent? Know. Guilty of being a great deal. <laughs> Well, maybe you are a good salesman, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I always get the, um, which is why you see in Craigslist ads all the time, you see now people say at the end of the ad, I don't need help selling this car. Because you'll get the emails and the phone calls from, hi, do you still have your 2000 Subaru uh, Legacy Outback? Oh, yes, I do. It's for sale. Oh, great. We're looking for a 2000 Subaru Legacy Outback uh-huh. to sell in the market of Oregon, Nevada, wherever. You know, we can help you market it out your way. It's, uh, God damn it. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, not so weird. Gonna, I'm not going to pay you $400 to help sell my $1,200 car. Go away, please. Uh-huh. So I don't understand how it works, but there's a scam out there for everybody and for everything. So just like anything, you got to be careful in what you do. So is he eating your hand right now? Yeah. The dog is being a little. Uh, <laughs> oh, why He's mad that? he didn't get his Crosstrek plush toy. That's true. There is a Crosstrek plush toy. It's a dog toy, actually. It's a blue one, too. He, but he did get his new Subaru seatbelt toy. Yes, he, he did. did. And I, he, he made I, out well today. I donated a bag of dog food to their charity that was at the dealership. So, excellent. Good deed done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enzo, come over here. Enzo. We're being jerk. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and then I, I did get a couple of real emails on it, so that's good. Oh, good. Well, hopefully by the time this thing goes live, the car will be gone. Maybe. Maybe. Even though it goes live tomorrow morning at <laughs> 1 a.m. So it probably won't. <laughs> I'm sure you won't be not. selling it tonight. But anyway. No. Um, so the Montero is still for sale. That car is still for sale. Two new Subarus in the yard. <laughs> and the Montero is broken. And the 99. 99. 99 Montero is broken. 89 yeah. is fixed. 99 is broken. I won't give any updates on my cars because they're all broken. Um... Although Tell my us truck something will be, we don't know. Thank you, Stephanie. 
I did make a walk around video for the 89 Montero and an engine start video. So I did start watching that, but I didn't finish it because I'm not interested in buying it. (laughs) (laughs) This is terrible. Thumbs down. (laughs) Two thumbs down. Don't want this truck. Actually, I mean, I am interested in buying it because it's an old crappy Mitsubishi. And yeah. Geez, you comment on it. What? This This is terrible. Yeah, terrible. That should always pique your interest. No, oh, it definitely piques my interest. Mitsubishi but I'm unfortunately, I'm unfortunately broke right now, and I'm more interested in the whole field of old Mitsubishis down in Georgia that was posted today on the internet. Yeah. So, because yeah, there was like one of your blue Colts just like sitting in the field, like the same car. It's yeah. probably perfect too. No, it's not. No, it's like it's sitting pretty, on grass. But mm. there's probably a bunch of parts in it that are useful. Yes, yes. But the uh, the same guy has a red '74 Colt wagon that I'm Ooh. really interested in, but it's not really for sale, and I can't buy it. So I'm just going to ignore that whole thing and mm. not buy any cars for at least a couple of months. You should probably focus on fixing the ones you have. How fun is that? <laughs> We're working on it. We but. really are. There's some good positive news in my life that just happened, and I'll be able to work on some cars in the future very soon. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, Stephanie, how did you get to this new car point? Do you want to start that? <laughs> you mean the very beginning, or? Well, it's this isn't your first manual car. No. I... My first car ever, I inherited from my sister. It was a 1997 Kia Sophia. It was terrible. It was black. The bumper was about to fall off, mostly held on by duct tape. I like it. I like it. Uh, She actually acquired it from someone in Vegas. Okay. Was this part of a winnings deal? <laughs> no. Like, what is didn't the story? It, didn't it come from Montana, though? Too? Originally, yeah. It had no air conditioning? Correct. Like, no never... Pow- no power windows, no power locks. Like, was never built with air conditioning, or it just didn't work? Just didn't come with air conditioning. If yeah. you remember Kias in the 90s, man, they were... <laughs> they were rough. They were rough cars, yeah. They were bottom feeders, man. It was a... The, so, the, the Sophia was like the cheapest one of the, yeah. of the bunch, too. It was probably a $7,000 car new. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This kid like bought it in Montana, moved to Vegas. We lived four hours from Vegas at the time. She found the car online. She wanted to buy it. It seemed like, like a good deal. I'm not a really sure. I don't well, know. What, what year would this have been when she bought it? Because um, I think it was, if you inherited it, it's 97. It was already fairly old if it was given to you. Yeah, she had to at least have been so probably in, like, like her first year of college, and she graduated oh, three oh four. Yeah, so probably oh four. Right around then, yeah. Not and, an old car at the time, <laughs> but if I mid nineties Kia standards, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much done for. <laughs> yeah, I forget how many miles it had on it when I got it. Um, probably somewhere around like one fifty or so. I don't know, but um, she got to Vegas with her boyfriend at the time. They show up. Turns out the car's a manual. She doesn't know how to drive a manual. Excellent. And her boyfriend drove his Toyota Tacoma up there, which also is also a manual. manual. Awesome. <laughs> so she had no choice but to drive home. Sink or swim. Well, I mean, she had a choice. She had to buy the car. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sink or swim. She, she went for it. So she taught herself essentially how to drive standard on the way home. Oh, that's awesome. Um... I ended up with it because she decided to, oddly enough, she went backwards in model years, but it was a much nicer car. I find nothing wrong with that statement. She, she went to a 94 Celica, which was a very nice car. Yep. And um, it was beautiful. It was white. 
She got it from someone who took very good care of it, et cetera. Um, much nicer car than what she handed down to me, and obviously. Air, <laughs> air conditioning. A mid-90s Toyota is like a really nice car. Yes, especially when compared to a mid-90s Kia, <laughs> yeah. even if it's two years older. Right. Honestly, a mid-80s Toyota is a really nice car compared yeah. to a mid-90s Kia. Well, yeah, because, I mean, basically, at that point, the Japanese were probably 40 years ahead of Korean car technology. Yeah, more than likely. Did I say I mean, they still are. Four. I'm pretty sure. My Kia was a 97. Her yep. Celica was a 94. Yeah, I think you said 94, but whatever. It's, it's a moot point. Same body style. Whatever. Um, so that was my first car. And um, growing up in Arizona, I may have driven it when I only had a permit and not with an adult in the car because I had a job that I had to get to. Um, and there were like six people in your town anyway, so it didn't Yeah, matter. sometimes if I was driving home real late, my brother would just follow me, um, make sure I got home okay. <laughs> Run rabbit behind you? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So, um... If you get pulled over, you do something illegal, so the cops chase him. Yeah. <laughs> That's good big brother. Good big brother tactics right there. Yes. And prior to that, um, he, he was very instrumental in getting me into cars. I definitely, um got made fun of a lot more than anything else because I would attempt to know things and then he would just ridicule me for it. Um, I can tell you the favorites or <laughs> skip was that if you want. Was it the Mustang Spider? <laughs> yes, that's one of them. I was convinced that everything that was convertible was a spider because there's get, many yeah, examples that. of that. Yeah. So I was like real excited one day and we would do car spotting whenever we were in the car. And I was like, hey... And this is the thing. He wasn't even in the car. These are the siblings I have. My sister's in the car. I said, look at that Mustang spider. And she's like, I don't think that's what that's called. Not, so not she, confident, but no. confident that you might be wrong. So that's enough so to she call went you out and, on it. So she went and tattled on me to my brother, confirmed that that's not what that's called. And nice. then I never lived it down. Nice. Um, that was just one of the things. I don't know why they're <laughs> called spiders. No, no one knows. No, I'm sure somebody does. It's just well, not, I don't think it's common knowledge. No one in this room. I think it's an Italian <laughs> thing. It's definitely like a, a Fiat is a spider. Like an Italian coach building thing, maybe? Because uh, then Mitsubishi thought it'd be cool. We're going to call our, you know, Eclipse the spider. But the Cabriolet is another one. Not mm. every convertible is called a Cabriolet, right. but a lot of them are. Yeah, that's like French for convertible, I think. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But it sounds French. So wh- how come the Mazda RX-7 convertible in Japanese markets was called the RX-7 Cabriolet? Because it sounds fancy. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> you say stuff with a French accent, it sounds fancy. Cabriolet. Can you say more words in the French accent? Because that was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. I have this. No, we don't stop, let, it, stop we it right even have a... Stop it right there. You're all done. <laughs> no language. Just this terrible accent. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up now on Wikipedia as we talk without being obvious that well, I'm whatever. not paying attention. Well, <laughs> before that... A convertible or cabriolet. So that word is interchangeable. Mm. I don't well, know. I don't know. Before that, um, my dad was a mechanic, so it was always like cars, cars, cars. Uh, we grew up with a lot of cool stuff, I guess, compared to maybe out here, just because nothing rotted away out there. Um. We but, had a Tornado, which was like one of our favorites. You had a bunch of old American cars because yeah. they didn't old fall GM apart. products. Yeah, well, that's Arizona. That's, yeah. I think that most <clears throat> 70s and 80s American cars are still running around in Arizona. So. Mm-hmm. There's Jinx. big tanks. 
Uh, you guys are definitely married. Yeah. Um, I have a, a a little thing here with the spider. Yeah. Um, according to Wikipedia, which take it for whatever you know faith you want to take it in, um, where the roof is little more than emergency weather protection, it could be called a ragtop or a spider. So that makes perfect sense in the Mitsubishi Eclipse because that top constantly leaks. It, so yeah, it's basically made of rags. Yes. And so yeah, the Mitsubishi never made a good convertible that didn't leak. So Spider works perfectly well. They were just thinking ahead by calling it the Spider. Hmm. I think they called the 3000 GT a Spider. Though, yeah, but it was a hard top. I don't know what they call that, but nonetheless, the. The spider term, apparently, according to this, is where the roof is a little more than emergency weather protection. So, like, a uh, first-gen Viper with a cloth covering that goes over the target roof. Mm. Okay. be a spider, I guess. But, at the same time, the MR2? Fiat spider. Yeah, no, they call that a spider, too, didn't they? The MRS, yeah. not the MR2. Well, whatever. But that had a permanent roof. I, I don't know, but that's just the, the technical term, I guess. And yeah, I could be wrong, because it's just... I think it's just interchangeable now. You can call a spider. That's where it came from, is that. That's where it came from. Yeah. It's convertible spider. The origin. Yeah. Porsche has one. No? That'd be a cabrio. They have... No, I don't... They call it a... They call it a cabriolet. Is it a Whoa. Nine, is it a it's stumping you guys. Is it a 911 cabrio? <laughs> we hate... We don't like convertible. This is the problem. <laughs> um, they do... They did have a cabrio, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 911 cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Cabriolet. Yeah. Okay, you're good. I was, I, I was thinking of the uh, Speedster. Not that's where my head went. That's different. Yeah, totally different car. Speedster is cut down windshield. That's the big thing. Yep, you're good. So weird things for cars, like a station wagon, was because you'd use it to go to train stations. Hmm. Unless you were in England, apparently, where it was just a an estate shooting brake. <laughs> no, that's different. A two door station wagon is a yeah. shooting brake. An yeah. estate wagon. I guess he used to go to the estate. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um, but, you know, what's also funny, though, is that my 93-year-old grandfather, every time he sees my Montero, he calls it a wagon. But I guess that makes sense because SUVs didn't exist until, like, 20 years ago, right? The well, term no, the wa- SUV? The, yeah, the SUV, the term didn't. Like, the, the Jeep Wagoneer existed, and they used to have... And it makes sense. Like, that is what in it the, is. In the 30s, Chevy had a Suburban. Yeah. And it was like called the travel all. Mm. Yeah. But that so it was and like called an SUV. even I think he came over one day and we were working on Jordan's truck and then like a couple of days later I was I was over his house and he's like, Oh, whose wagon was that? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I mean like that's a, SUV like a covered wagon, like yeah. it should have horses drawn. Well, it. he's ninety three, he's not hundred and ninety three. Well. No, but that makes sense. It's like it's it's a wagon. Yeah. No, it is a wagon. And honestly an SUV, a traditional SUV is not much more than a jacked up station wagon anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you look so. in uh like the parts catalog, it will say long wagon for yeah, long Montero. wagon. Yep. <laughs> they say two door wagon and four door wagon and some other things too. Yeah. yeah. I have seen that. So. so maybe it's just a term that was used commonly before the term SUV existed. I think so. Yeah. And we just don't know it because we've only been around. Well, we haven't been, actually, because we were around in the 80s when there was no SUV term. No, it was just a truck. Yeah, it was a truck. <laughs> a car or a truck? Weird. Your truck was a pickup or it was a Bronco? Mm. Yeah. Every, everything was a Bronco, actually, pretty much. Or a Blazer. Yeah, but they were, called, they were all called Broncos. Or Jeeps. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. doesn't really matter. 
They're all wagons. I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt the term, I'm gonna adopt the term wagon just because I hate the term SUV. Yeah, I got a tall wagon. Yeah, I like it. A long tall wagon. So you have. Yeah. You make a song about that. It's a long tall long tall wagon. I like it. So where were we? We're talking we about, were uh, talking Stephanie's about how car I got history. Made fun of. Um, or why she's into cars at all. Yeah. Um, my dad was a mechanic, like I said, so that was part of it too. Um, and then my brother just making fun of me for the longest time. I desperately wanted what is in our driveway currently, and Andrew just newly acquired was a Subaru WRX, mm-hmm. specifically an STI if I could get it, but I would have settled for a WRX as a high school student. Uh, when you met Andrew, he had an STI, so the whole story goes. Yeah. Bait, whole story bait and goes. switch, bait yeah. and switch. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get her with the STI, and then I'm going to get rid of it and get a normal WRX. Well, Ten years later. Actually, <laughs> yeah. you skipped some steps there. There was a Mirage. Oh, the Mirage, yeah. <laughs> that and was a real hey, bait and switch. There was an yeah. even 10 involved. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I Montero. Ironically enough, so I sold my poor little Kia off into the desert, and uh, I moved out here, and I didn't need a car, because I took the train everywhere. Yeah, because Boston. And then you didn't have a car until you got the Outback. Correct. Whoa, you're only a third car. Look at you. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Really need to rack that up. <laughs> well, what's what's impressive is the Outback lasted as long as it lasted for a $800 car. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Mirage, the $200 Mirage that lasted 15 years. I couldn't, because every time something went wrong with it, it was like $100 to fix it. So I just would fix it yeah, and just move on. <laughs> yeah, it just never really needed to be replaced because it always worked. I mean, the car never let you down. No. Never let, no. let me stranded anywhere. No. Fuel so. pump died in my parents' driveway one time. Yeah. yeah no, things broke, but it always broke conveniently. That was, that was very funny. It was like 5 o'clock in the morning. I had to go... Like get to work. I don't know where you were going. I had to go back. five <laughs> to go. in the morning, probably work. Yeah, so I get up super early, you know, to go get the train to Boston, and I go to start the car, and it didn't work. I was like, okay, and I didn't, I didn't crank the starter or anything like that. I, I was a good girl. I shut it all the way off and tried it again, and no sooner than I stop as. Andrew's father is coming out the basement door. It's like the man can sleep through anything, but if he hears a, a false car. engine start, yeah. like he's like, I'm awake. <laughs> Get it's, me it's, out there. It's, it's like the maternal instinct. They say when you have a kid so that you weird. can hear your kid crying in the middle of the night and get up and know that you to be fed. I was laughing Well, Tony so has the mechanical instinct. It was great. Yeah. And then he ended up like driving me to get the train, and then I just left the car there. But and by the time he came home, it was fixed. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember where I got. Uh, yeah, it was a fuel pump, and it was probably like a hundred bucks. I mm-hmm. I feel like I every single much. time it was like a hundred dollars. Yeah, I remember when that happened. Radiator, hundred dollars. Yeah. Brick caliper, hundred dollars. <laughs> Head gasket job, two hundred. Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I mean, I didn't really put all that many miles on it, I suppose, in the grand scheme of things, because yeah, I was taking the train very 40 often. 40 or 50,000 miles on it since you got it. Roughly 50. Yeah. It's like 150-something yeah. when we got Over, it. Over, and just turned 200, right? years. Yep. Yeah. So that's not a ton, but mm-hmm. I mean, you're driving into work now, though, right? Yep. So you put a little more miles. Yeah. I mean, that car, uh, that car got us through some times. Like, we take it, to, when we both worked at the dealership, we drove it almost every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then we drive it and we park at the train station. Then the train in Boston got annoying because the MBTA is terrible. And can't keep... The MBTA cannot maintain their own trains. Or schedule for that. Or schedule. Yeah. Uh, so that shit's always breaking and always late. And 
super annoying. And on top of it, it costs five dollars to park there. Plus, right. it it, oh, that's the other thing. So, so it's cheaper it, to drive into it, Boston. Yeah, so it was five dollars to park every day. So a hundred bucks a month. Uh, between the two of us, it was two fifty for a monthly pass, or was it two twenty five at that point each? It's like two oh, four. Each. Now it's like two forty each. Okay, so you were paying six hundred dollars a month to take the train to work. Exactly. Yeah. So we're like, wait a minute, this we doesn't buy make a brand new car. Any sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. But at the, but we decided not to buy a brand new car. We're like, well, let's just drive the Outback for a while. And it was a good Cambridge car. Yeah, because you could park it anyway. Actually, I call it Cambridge Camouflage car because there's so many of Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wicked wicked Boston guy over here. Did did I say? Oh, yeah, you went full on car. Who's this guy I married? (laughs) Cambridge Camouflage car. Full Cambridge car over here. Oh, gosh. Pocket and Harvard Yard. Nobody's noticed it. All our local friends listening now are like, you didn't say Pocket and Harvard Yard, did he? Get some candy bars. Candy cons. Candy uh, cons. Candy corn. Delicious. Screw you both. <laughs> so gross. You feed them to the horses. They're delicious. Uh, Screw horses. you both. So anyway, anyways, it's, it's Cambridge. It's Cambridge. Cambridge camouflage, camouflage car. Yeah. It, car. it uh, just, you could park at it and nobody would notice it. So you could also drive past and nobody would notice you driving past because you were just one of a billion Subaru Outbacks yes. in Cambridge. So I mean, that was like 20 miles a day for a while. That was fine. And uh, whatever. 40. Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. Yeah. yeah, which is not the shortest way to go, but it's like fifteen. It was miles like the most directing way, thirteen yeah. miles. But yeah, the Crosstrek's only my third car. Um, I suppose if I had unlimited amount of funds and things like that, and wasn't working and going to school and doing all of those things, I might have had a higher number by now. But. I made some good choices, I suppose. You also have higher standards than Andrew and I do for cars. <laughs> I mean, obviously, your standards for men are pretty low. <laughs> but your standards for cars oh, man. are significantly higher than ours man. are. So you wouldn't want to So my new host slew. is Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't want a whole slew of crappy cars like we've had. So Yeah, yeah. I'm, still, um, I'm still itching for something fun to tinker around with. That would be good. Oh, we'll get you a Mini Cooper someday. Yeah. A real Mini. Not yeah. a mini. No, a mini mini. A mini mini. An actual mini. Austin yeah. mini. Yeah. A pre a pre BMW mini. Import that shit. Or just buy one here. Well. We'll see. Either way. That was pretty aggressive. <laughs> Casenzo got tired of us and he went back upstairs. That's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. He's getting so. pretty fresh. That's my car history. Not very much to say. No. But nope. Not very much at all. No, you fun. have had the least car history of any of our guests. <laughs> yeah. However, in the past 10 years of being with Andrew, living by proxy through Andrew, yeah. you have done a lot of car things sure. that a lot of people haven't done. Yeah. So, but like, we can tell all the same stories that you know we've told before. Like, you come to rallies, you've been to autocross, you've been to I have autocrossed the Evo, but I didn't ever rally cross anything. No, you never rally cross no, the no, Mirage? No, you got to rally cross Mirage once. I thought you did one did time. I? Yeah, at yeah. Belmont. The old dog track. It's a foggy memory. Yep. Well, it was well, over it was eight years, years ago. ago. <laughs> and it was the Mirage, the car that you hated so much anyway. It was just uncomfortable to drive yeah. for me. Well, we, we're not offended if you hated it. It was most people hated that car. a tiny economy car with the same Giant steering wheel steering that they'd use in like the Montero, Montero? Sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it Which, didn't, quite, didn't quite fit a shorter person who had to sit too no. close to the dashboard. Which I drove the WRX today to work because we had to swap around the vehicles. Um and I realized why that wouldn't be a very good daily for me because I, as we said before, I can reach the clutch, um, 
but I, if I sit normally as the seat requires, I can't actually see over the hood. But okay. Well, which, it also has a very low seat. In it. yes. It's got an aftermarket seat it with does. like on the floor seat brackets. Yeah. And you are what we will call vertically challenged. Yeah. So it's not set up for your driving position at all. As we learned at the dealership tonight, I am two foot five. Excuse me? <laughs> he made a uh, error on the paperwork. Oh. He was like, check this over and make sure it's correct. I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm two feet, two five inches. Five. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wow, look how they grow. Yeah. <laughs> From the last time you came to now. Uh, yeah, no, that, that would be even harder to drive any manual transmission car, I think, <laughs> if you're a two foot five. Mm-hmm. But a little dyslexic salesman there, I guess. Yeah. Well, F and I guy. Yeah, whatever. I need to, um, I really need to change oil in that WRX in the transmission. So crunchy. Yep. But well, we can do it this weekend. Oh, we can't because the truck's in the lift. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get the truck off the lift and then I'll do it. And next I, Thursday. And, next Thursday. And I gotta buy the fluid. So next Thursday night. Yep. We'll see. Anyway. Well, is that a podcast? I think it's a podcast. Stephanie, anything sounds to like say podcast. In closing? What? Anything to say in closing? Keep your cars analog, right? Oh wow! No, <laughs> no, taking the, the taking the end of the episode right away from us. So, Brad, this what, podcast we're going to start. It's not uh, what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> we can just kick Andrew out. We yeah, don't need him anymore. Now. <laughs> um, anyway, so follow the podcast on Instagram at Auto Off Topic Podcast. Mm-hmm. Follow the podcast on Facebook at Auto Off Topic. Mm-hmm. Andrew, where can they find you? Race and Anger on Instagram. Uh, and I am TSISS350 on Instagram. Stephanie, where can we find the workings of <laughs> Stephanie's brain on the Instagrams? Uh, Cuddle Buddy Enzo, of course. That is Enzo's Instagram handle. And he's pretty cool. Mostly lays around and does nothing all day. But... Sometimes has guest appearances by Ollie. Yep. Yep. And a couple of his other dog friends. Um, Hopefully soon to be Ralph. Yeah. Ralph. <laughs> Um, and then we also have Steph's Ugly Kitchen, which we will hopefully be updating with some construction eventually. But mm-hmm. right well, now it's just a lot of... Steph's Ugly Kitchen. Until it then it's Stephanie's uh, cooking experimenting. Yeah. yeah. Food picks, if you're into that. Which you should be, because they're delicious. You can't eat them because you're in the podcast listening world, but yeah. I get to eat it when I come here, and it's delicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you come as a guest, there's always plenty. That's true. Yep. So if we invite you as a guest, the other perk is you get to eat <laughs> Stephanie's food. That's right. As long as you live local. All right. You want to say it anyway, Andrew? I you guess know, I'll, I guess I'll say it now. <laughs> Keep your cars analog. <laughs>